talk a little bit with somebody, but when you lose your hearing and your vision, what happens is communication begins to break down. And she became kind of a, a wild child. She had to, she could tell a little bit, like there's vibrations on the floor. She knew if a man or a woman was coming by. She could listen to music by putting her hands on tables. You know, her other senses began to be kind of heightened. But as she grew older, she needed, she was an incredibly intelligent young woman, and she needed to be challenged. And so a teacher came into her life and said, this woman is not hopeless. And this teacher invested in teaching this young girl what symbolic communication is by taking her hands and putting them on her mouth. So when she talked, she felt the mouth of the person there. Imagine learning communication by touching someone's mouth as they talked. How hard that must have been. What kind of a challenge that was. That's a turn in the road. <laughs> a huge one. But eventually, Helen was able to grasp communication, the symbolic meaning of letters and words. I think one of the things that did was she wrote letters in the palm of her hand. And so it took her a long time to realize that an A was an A. And you think how simple that is. Grasp that at a very young age, maybe around three, four, start realizing that symbols have meaning. But when you're blind and deaf, took some time. But the teacher never lost hope. And she kept at it. And Helen Keller became the first blind and deaf person to graduate from college. She went on to be a speaker. She learned how to speak, even though she couldn't hear or see. Imagine altered vibration, altered feeling and touch. She did what she had to do because she was intelligent. She knew that even with that challenge, that she had faith that she could get through that challenge. We have challenges. Our church has challenges. Our community has challenges. Our families, everybody has challenges. Our community is going to grow 15 to 20% in the next 5 to 10 years. I'm looking at our church today, and I'm seeing some many wonderful faces. And we have to start asking ourselves, okay, God, if there's going to be more people, that's a challenge. How do we serve and love more people than we've served ever before in the giving in this community? So we're going to get green night. I'm going to start announcing it next Sunday. We're going to get everybody together in November. We're going to have a revival night. We're going to get together. We're going to put up all our dreams on board. I have all the dreams that were prayers that you put down on this altar. And we're going to ask God, how do we meet these challenges? And I'm so thankful that we have Paul in the book of Romans that reminds us that even as the Jewish community welcomed the Gentiles, we can invite the Ohioans, <laughs> the people who have come from all over the country, New Hampshireans like me. We can welcome them and say, hey, we're all saved by Jesus Christ. No matter what culture you come from, no matter what background you come from, no matter what your family, your tribe, or your nation, or what language you speak, if you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, or you want to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're welcome in this family, and we're going to do whatever we can to make you a disciple that follows in the dust of the rabbi. Is that what it's going We've got to ask the question, how do we do that? And we don't know yet. We have no clue. But by the Holy Spirit's power, by Jesus Christ, who is revealed in the Old Testament, 
who came into this world and then sent the Holy Spirit to us, we're going to gain wisdom to meet every challenge that our church faces. Now, I'm excited about that, and I hope you're excited about these challenges come too. I know it doesn't mean change, and that means fear. But when you're a Christian, you don't need to fear. You don't need to. I mean, you move your home out to a more country area, but Trinity still needs to. Because the mission of Jesus Christ is always going to grow. Where there are people, there are people who need Jesus. When a community grows, there's going to be more need for evangelism. And that means we need to be telling the story. You know that song to tell the whole old story of Jesus and his glory? It's got to be in our hearts, so deeply embedded that we can't help but talk about it at the supermarket. We can't help but talk about it at Blondes or Christina's. We can't help but talk about it at the farm, at, at, on our porch, in our living rooms, even with our children and in our church. In our fellowship hall at Gideon's fire station yesterday. <laughs> Have a good time. There's hope, no matter what the challenge is. All we gotta do is call out to God, just like we do during the prayer time, during the service. But it does take trust, it takes faith, it takes steps, baby steps, that we may have never gone on before. I love that movie, What About Bob? Who here has seen What About Bob? Bill Murray. And the first scene out of the movie is him coming out of an elevator and just saying, baby steps. Baby steps. He's terrified of the elevator itself, but he takes baby steps. Every day is baby steps, guys. This Jesus is calling us to step in a place that we've never been before. We don't know what's around anymore. God does. We can trust him. That he's going to lead us down that path. The Israelites were in the wilderness. They didn't know what the land of milk and honey looked like. They had no clue. One thing that they got there, they knew that there were big people there. But they didn't know if God was really going to be faithful to them. But then, over time, God showed them over and over again that he was going to keep his promises to his people. Paul had to remind them in the Greek world that just because there was an empire called Rome over them and that they were, they were under the, the thumb of an empire and an emperor, that God was still going to be faithful to them in that time. And even when the temple was destroyed later, God was still going to be faithful. Even as the church has gone through 2,000 years of history, today I'm reminding you that God is still going to be faithful. Because we have one hope, one Savior, and that Savior, Jesus Christ, died for every living human being on this earth. He died for all. So there's one hope, there's one way, we got to tell. You ready? Let's keep getting psyched because it's coming. <laughs> we'll talk about it more in another day. So thank you for considering what Jesus is about to do here at Trinity. Let's pray.